Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Blessings by Grace Radio. This is a Learner's Lounge Thursday. Tonight is September the 1st, 2022. Oh, my, wow. We're in the ninth month of a brand new year. Three more months, and we'll be into another new year, which will be 2023. So this is awesome, awesome, and more awesome. So tonight we are in the lounge, and we're ready to learn. And now it is my part of the show. It's Inspiration Time with Inspiration Thursday. Tonight I wanted to talk a little bit um, from 1 Thessalonians Chapter 4. All of my information comes from Matthew Henry's concise commentary from the King James Version Bible. So basically the exhortations to purity and holiness, they come from 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 8, which basically says to brother, this is just a synopsis. This is not the entire thing, but this is to brotherly love, peaceable behavior, and diligence, not to sorrow unduly for the death of godly relations and friends, to considering the glorious resurrection of their bodies as Christ's second coming. So that is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. It goes all the way from the first verse through the 18th verse. Just breaking down really quick, this is going to be 1 Thessalonians chapters 1 through 8. So just on the commentary side of things, it just basically, Matthew Henry was trying to convey that to abide in faith of the gospel, that is not just enough. We must also abound in the work of faith. The Lord says in the Bible, faith without works is dead. So work in your faith. You have to not just only abide by the faith, but you have to work. You have to put in the blood, sweat, and tears into the faith to get the outcome you're looking for. Now, the rule according to which all ought to walk and act is the commandments given by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Now, sanctification in the renewal of their souls under the influences of the Holy Spirit and attention to the appointed duties can situate it the will of God, and it also constituted the will of God, respecting of them. Now, inspiring after their renewal of the soul unto holiness, strict restraints must be put upon the appetite and the senses of the body and on the thoughts and inclinations of the will, which lead to wrong uses 
of them. Now, the Lord calls none into his family to live unholy lives, but that they may be taught and enabled to walk before him in holiness. Now, some people may make light of the precepts of holiness because they hear them from men, but they are God's commands, and to break them is to despise God. So what this is really talking about is that God wants us to, God created us as an image of himself. He wants us to be able to ascertain his love, to be in his life. He wants us to do as he has called upon us to do. And when we can't facilitate and manifest what he wants us to do, that means we're not living a godly lifestyle. That means our our livelihood is unholy, and God has not deemed that for our life. He doesn't want that to be what we're doing. What God wants us to do is he wants us to live a holy life. He wants us to cling to him, to understand his work, to ask of him, where does he see us in his kingdom? Where are we fitting at in his kingdom? Do you, do you know where God is caught up on you? Well, if you don't ask him, I know, because he told me that I'm hospitality. Like at my church, I'm one of the faces of my church. That means I'm a welcoming person when you walk into the doors. I'm greeting you beautifully. You know, I'm the person that can help you if you need help, if, if, if you need somebody to talk to, a listening ear, if you need a resource, if you need somebody who can figure out information. That's hospitality. That's me. I'm the welcoming person. And that's where God has placed me in his kingdom. That doesn't necessarily mean that later down the line there won't be a different position, but right now, that's the position. And guess what? If God tells you where he wants you to be, if God has you in a certain position, be thankful because God don't have to have you anywhere. He can take you up out of here this moment. He don't have to place you anywhere. He don't have to put you in position to do something. But when God gives you a a position, that's a beautiful thing. And that's what this is talking about. We must abound in the work of faith. Faith without works is dead. So we need to manifest in what God gave us. It's like in the Bible, God gave one talent to one person, five talent to two talents to another person, and five talents to the very third person. Now, the person with the one talent hit it. From what the Bible in the parable says, they like dug and just hit it in the dirt. The person with the two talents multiplied it, did what they had to do to make it come out right. The person with the five talents, they didn't get big headed and said, well, I got more than everybody. I'm rich. No, they put the work in. They used their faith and put the work in. When God came back to check, the person with the one talent said, well, I still got my one. You know, I wanted to make sure I didn't lose it. This is just a, a synopsis. This is just me summarizing. So the person with the one talent, they basically just kept it, put it aside, didn't try to multiply, didn't try to work within it, so, so God was not satisfied. The person with the two talents, they worked with what they knew, with what they had, and God said, well done, and he multiplied them, and he advanced them on because they did exactly what he wanted them to do. The person with the five talents, the same thing, worked at it, utilized the faith, and they worked, and God was very pleased, so he advanced them as well. So as in my closing of Inspiration Thursday, I just want to let you know, again, faith without works is dead. So remember, only what you do for Christ will last. So what you need to be doing as a people is talking to God for yourself and figuring out where he wants you to be for yourself. Thank you guys so much. I truly, truly, truly appreciate what you guys have done. And I'm so forever grateful that you guys 
have listened in to Inspiration Thursday. I do hope anything that I have shared with you was super inspiring. And now the reason that we are here tonight is so that way we can all get out our our pencils and paper. It's time to get school. The doctor is in the house tonight, and he is ready, ready, ready to go ahead and teach us the word of God as God has given it to him. So I'm just so elated tonight that that is why we are here on Thursday night. So let us all get ready, ready, ready. Let us all get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bishop Afamor, God bless. Thank you, Sister Kitasha, tonight. Amen with those explicit words tonight. Praise the Lord. Beautiful words of encouragement tonight. And I shall, amen, uh, just kind of ride on what you were saying tonight because that is my theme tonight. So, or continuously is to pick up amen on where we left off on last uh, Thursday. And we were talking about what is holiness. And that is what we're going to continue in tonight. Amen. Uh, I find out, amen, that a lot of people don't know what holiness really means. But it's right here in the Word of God, and as I read a few scriptures, amen, to get you familiar where we, amen, started from last week, it's Matthew, the 23rd, 25, and 29, Matthew 25 through 29, and also, amen, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 5. And I want to say, man, what is holiness? What is holiness? Amen. And since Jesus told us, amen, to be that, we need to identify what is holy. Be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. Let me start here, amen, with Matthew's. Uh, 23, 25 through 29. It's a woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you make clean the outwardly outside of the cup and the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisees, clean first that which is within the cup and the platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe unto you, scribes and you Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are likened unto a white sepulchre, which indeed appears beautiful outwardly, but are within you full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly you appearance righteousness unto man, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, 
because you build the tomb of the prophets. Of the prophet, and you garnish the sepulchre of the righteous. First Corinthians six and nine, Amen. Eight eleven says, "I won't read it all." But know ye not that the unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, nor fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor Effectionists, nor abusers of themselves a man with mankind. Nor covenants, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkenness, nor railing, extortion shall inherit the kingdom of God. First Peter three, three and five says, Who are dawn, let it not be the let it not be that of the outward adorns or the platinum the half. And of the wearing of gold and of the putting on, putting on of the pairs. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. And that a man which is not corrupt, even the ordinance of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God a great price. Highlighting on these scriptures tonight, and we want to say, what is holiness? A true Christian, amen, will live a life that is completely changed from his former manner of living. This change, amen, is demonstrated, amen, inwardly as well as outwardly. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Wherefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. Old things are passing away, and behold, all things are becoming new. What is holiness? The beautifulness of holiness. First Chronicles 16 and 29 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him, worshiping the Lord in the beautifulness of holiness. God wants you, amen, to worship him in the beautifulness of holiness. And when he referred to being, worshiping him in the beautifulness of holiness, we cannot worship God in the beautifulness of holiness unless we are clean, unless God has cleaned us. We cannot worship him in the beautiness of holiness. There is nothing ugly about holiness. People think holiness, amen, has some kind of stigmatism behind it. Holiness is not right for this generation that we're living in now. It was all right for the old of saints in the olden days when things was not so modest. But in this day and time, amen, they think holiness is ugly because if they think, amen, holiness keeps you from doing what your flesh desire to do, and it will do exactly that. Regarding, amen, of how man has viewed holiness, God's view of holiness in mankind as 
beautiful. Holiness in, in, in God's sight in a man is beautiful when you can live a pleasing life, a satisfying life unto the Lord. We are not here to please ourselves. We are bought with a price. We don't belong to ourselves. We were purchased by the blood of Jesus on Calvary. He paid for us. Now we ought to, amen, live a life that is pleasing unto him. Perhaps, amen, the term beautiful of holiness, which appears, amen, four times in the Bible, a best depict, amen, God respect for holiness. One man said holiness is ungodliness. Holiness tonight, the Lord is trying to point out to us. As he said, our beauty as Christian is not based on what the worldview of attraction. For the beauty of holiness is not in the adorns or the appearance of the world, but in the meek and quiet and godly spirit within our heart, First Peter 3, 3, and 4. Our amen holiness is not from showing the outside. You want to see the beauty of holiness, it must come from the inside. It's not the apparels of what we put on. Amen. That makes us beauty, a beautiful. But it's how we live for Jesus. And the right amen began to tell us, holiness is born of God, is in our heart. That's where holiness originates from, born of God being born again, being changed, coming to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. This is where we can come, amen, and receive wholeness from. Wholeness is born of God in our heart, amen, when we receive the Holy Spirit. Now, when we receive the Holy Ghost like they did on the day of Pentecost, amen, a change came in their lives. When we receive the Holy Spirit, amen, I want to say, amen, a change comes within our lives. Not just confessing the Lord with our mouth and believing in our heart that God has risen Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I'm talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Speaking in other tongue as the Spirit of God give us utterance. Now you're putting on holiness. The Holy Spirit within us calls us to desire or reflect God's holiness. Amen. When we got the Holy Spirit within us, it makes us want to be like Jesus. It makes us want to live like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, do the work, amen, that Jesus does. That's what the Holy Spirit will do for us. Holiness, amen, holiness is more than having a, a, a person dressed or adorned 
himself. It is more than amen, uh, your outward appearance, your, your beauty, like the Pharisees did. Sadducees, but listen to what Jesus called him. He said, you hypocrites. He knew, amen, that their outward appearance and the, form- the formality they, they were done, amen, was not pure. Their heart was not pure. They wanted to make the people believe that they were religious people, righteous people of God, but God called them hypocrites. And God is calling us hypocrites also today. When he knows that we are not living according to his word, we can put on our appearance and look like a preacher, put on our collar, amen, and say we are a teacher or we are a bishop. That does not make you a bishop or a teacher. Your long dresses don't make you, and your, God knows your short dresses don't make you. Holiness is from the inside. It touches your heart. And then it produces on the outside. You want to please God. You're not trying to please yourself, your, your husband. Amen. You are trying to please uh, the preacher. You are trying to please the almighty God. This is what holiness, amen, is about. Or, or doing himself. For it is, amen, an issue of the heart the mind, and the spirit. That's where holiness originated is in the mind and in the heart and in the spirit of an individual. It is first a man condition of the inward self. God got to work on your inwardly part first. Change your inwardly thoughts, your inwardly desires. If you want to be like Jesus, you want to be holy. And that is then, amen, reflecting uh, 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 God's existence, amen, when you are changed from the inside. A person does not clean up the outside and clean up. uh, A person does not clean up the outside uh, to clean up the inside. But it's the opposite. When the inward itself is clean and filled with holiness, it is then exhibited in the person's desire to clean the outward part. When the inward part of you is clean, righteousness and, and peace and love is pouring out of your inward part, then you clean up your outward part. There is, this is true biblical wholeness. Amen. That is what we are discussing tonight. What is holiness? And the Bible lets you know, amen, certainly being hypocrisy is not being holy. That is to say, man, you, you, you only want man to get the praise of you. And you want man to think that you are living right, but you are listen. The eyes of the Lord is in every place beholding the good and the evil. God sees every one of us, and he knows all the time whether you are living holy or not. You don't have to go uh, before a crowd of people, amen, and put on your masquerade, praise the Lord, and act like you live in holy. God knows whether you live in holy. You can't fool him.
ye shall be holy. In Leviticus 20 and 7 say, ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Amen. You can't get around being holy. holy. Amen. In this 20th century that we're living in now, God is requiring the believers in him is to be as he is, and that is holy. He's implying, amen, that if you are not holy, you're not going back with him. Now, why waste your time, amen, that you could do ever what you want to do because you're going to hell anyway? Why waste your time fooling yourself, knowing that you're not living up to the standard of God, or not trying to live up to the standard of God? You're showing me a, a, a doorway of, of hypocrisy, crookedness, unrighteousness. You want to live for man. You're not really living for the Lord. Holiness is an emily ex, uh, experience of God's grace and a separation from sin by dedicating unto God and fellowshipping with him. Holy man mean you come out from the world. Be ye separated, says the Lord. Now, we, 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 we have a problem in our society today. We love Jesus and we want to honor Jesus, but we don't want to come out from the world. We don't, we don't want to be a separated people from nobody. We want to emerge all of us in together like we all one whole Christian family. But that's not true and never has been. Jesus said, come out from among those that are not keeping his commandments. Separate from sin and dedicate unto God and fellowship with him. Holiness is more than being a moral person. It is being led and empowered and engaged by the Holy Spirit. Holy means you being you are being led by the Holy Spirit. It's not your thoughts. It is a man, the Spirit of God, that come alive in you, and He is leading you. Now we are the sons of God. Are you holy tonight? And it doesn't make any difference, amen, what denomination you are under, amen. When Jesus says, be ye holy, he's speaking to every individual, every believer, every born-again child of God, and he's saying to you, as well as he said to me, be ye holy, for I am holy. Whether you Catholic, Methodist, Pentecost, Pentecostal, Lutheran, Baptist, it don't make any difference what denomination you are. Amen. Jesus is talking to you, and he's telling you to be holy. This is what the Lord, amen, is, amen. You, you, you are to be led and empowered, amen, and engaged, amen, by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Uh, true holiness can be obtained through God's spirit dwelling in us. True holiness. And it can never be obtained by fleshly means. You can't, you can't, you can't obtain true holiness by fleshly means. 
The flesh cannot please God. No matter, amen, how eloquent, amen, it may perform and how it may look and how much knowledge it may produce, flesh cannot please God. Can I say that again? Flesh cannot please God. The spirit of God, amen, the spirit of God is the spirit of holiness. Amen. The spirit of God is the spirit of holiness. You ought to want to be like him. Be holy. Be separated from the world. Now, remember, you can't serve two masters. You'll either love the one or hate the other one. You got to come out from the world. God's spirit of, God's spirit of, the spirit of God is the spirit of holiness. For holiness is a direct attribute of God. That's part of God. That's what holiness is. It's a direct Amen, attribute of God. That is part of God is to be like him. Now, if you're sinning and you know you're done wrong, you know, amen, you're not part of God. If you're not trying to live up to the commandments that Jesus told us to live up to in the new covenant of the New Testament, amen, if you're not doing this, you're not a part of God. Jesus plain to tell us, if you love me, if, that's an if, amen. We used to say all the time, amen, if, it's a crooked letter, and G can't straighten it. If you love me, you will keep my commandment. To be holy is to be like God. That's what holiness is. You want to know what holiness is? Holiness is to be like God. I didn't say to be like man. I didn't say, amen, hold on to man tradition. Holiness is to be like God, to think as he thinks, live as he would live, talk as he would talk. That's, amen, what holiness means, to be like God. God's very nature is holy. His very nature is holy. For he is absolutely pure and morally perfect. You can't find no flaws of amen or flaws, amen, in God or in Christ Jesus. You can't find no fault in him. He wants us to be that way. We all, amen, should be working to that perfection. Every day of our life, we may, we may not have been made it yet, but we ought to be working on it, trying to be like Jesus. The Lord Jesus, he left an impression upon those who knew him that he was pure and holy. He was a pure uh, example of a holy life, a true, loving, humble, and kind. We are to live a life of wholeness that reflects and resembles his life. Are your life like the life of Jesus? 
There was no guile found in his mouth. He never said a curse word. When you are changed and you are born again, the Lord, amen, will not allow those words to come out of your mouth. When you really has been changed. You say, hey, Bishop, have you ever cursed? Ah, yes, I have. But you know, when the Lord really saved me and sanctified me, he took those words out of my mouth. If I wanted to curse, I couldn't curse because I had a God there, which is the Holy Ghost, kept me from cursing. Kept me from saying ugly words like, you hear a man, young people today, man, have all these rap things going on all up and down the street in the cars, amen, with all these perverted words that they're saying. Amen, when you're saved and you're really sanctified and holy, you can't say those words. And these, amen, when you put up with that erroneous kind of stuff that they are done. You know, you, you know, you don't come out from among them. You don't want to have no partakers among those. We must put on, we must put on Christ to be clothed with his presence so that we may live or separated from sin. We got to live separated from sin. Romans, the sixth chapter, I believe, says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may by? Now, it is God's grace and calls us, amen, to come out of sin. Now, shall we continue to do wrong? God forbids us. God forbids a believer is to continue to do wrong when he has delivered them out of darkness into his marvel light. God forbids us. Holiness involves a separation. Come on, children. Let me just highlight this and move on. Israel, the ninth chapter, amen, verse 1 and 2. It says, now when these things were done, the prince came to me, saying, the peoples of Israel and the priests and the Levites have not separated themselves from the peoples of the land. God, amen, wanted, amen, uh, Israel to be separated from the people of the land. He didn't want them to be like, amen, the people of the land. God wanted them to be a special people unto himself. Israel was saying, amen, that they didn't do that. Well, when God tells us to live holy and we don't do that, don't you know that vexes God's spirit? These people wanted to do what they wanted to do, amen, as they seemed fit to please their flesh, not to please God. It says, and the Levites, amen, which were the priests, amen, have not separated themselves from the people of the land or the people of the world. Doing according to their abomination. They ain't changed their ways. 
You see, all the abomination, amen, that is taking uh, place in the world, this Christian is right there among them. In that type of abomination, come out, children. You can give it a Christian name, a, a God-fearing name, but, amen, if godliness and holiness is not in it, come out from among them. It was, a, it was an abomination. Even as the Canaanites and the Hittites and Perdicites and Jebusites, amen, they did these things, for they had taken uh, the daughters for themselves and for their son. They done went into mixed marriage. God done told you, amen, don't you mix marriage. Don't, back in them days, don't mix marriage. But they didn't hear God. They looked at the flesh. And the flesh, amen, to them was more powerful than the spirit of God. They went on, amen, in mixed marriage, but it caused them to have trouble in the land. God has told us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. But we seem to not to pay that much attention today because we feel like, amen, we can, we can set things straight. But if God tell you not to do it, don't do it. That's all I can tell you. Don't do it. They went on, amen, in mixed marriage. The people of the land, yea, the hand of the prince and the rulers has been chief in this trespassing. They done broke the law of God. The book of Ezra, amen, in the Old Testament, amen, gave us an uh, uh, exclusive example of what God protects. The protection of Israel concerning separation from the other nations and people, amen, that live around them. You know, amen, I, I think about uh, many times, amen, people, amen, of the flesh, it looks good, and, and the appearance of what they do, amen, looks good. Instead of us, amen, really serve the Lord, we, we put our eyes on their appearance and, and, and what they're done. Who was that, uh, uh, amen, in uh Psalms, amen, says my apex, amen, say my foot almost slipped when I seen the wicked prospering. And I seen, amen, how good it seemed to be to them. They didn't seem like, amen, they were ever being sick, amen, didn't seem like nothing, amen, seemed to be going wrong with them, he says, and my foot almost slipped until I recognized something. What looks good all the time on the outward appearance is not good, children. But when I went into the house of the Lord, and I heard God, people, and I heard the voice of the Lord, amen, it changed my mind. They were not, amen, mixed with the marriage of wishing their gods. God considered Israel his holy seed. Amen. <clears throat> if you are holy and you are sanctified, amen, and you produce your children, 
You are, amen, you ought to have a, a seed of holiness. You are not to want your children to come up in the world and do anything, amen, that they want to do when, amen, God has put a holy seed within you. I see, it is a great thing, amen, that God amen, can give us. And they were, amen, not to contaminate themselves by marriage to other peoples who were, uh, were uh, pagan. They were not to contaminate themselves. But what have God told you today? Come out from among sin. Don't you be contaminated. But what we do, we go right, amen, and contaminate ourselves. That's the flesh. That's not the spirit. Ezra alone, amen, with all Israel made a covenant with God, amen, to put away all foreign wives and <clears throat> their children, amen, that was born to them. What a terrible sign it must have been to see wives and children separated from their husband and father. This tragedy, amen, circumstances, however, uh, was the result of disobeying God. It was necessary, amen, for the Israelites to separate themselves from these strange wives for the blessing of God to return. They had to give up, amen, their families that God had told them not to go and do it no way, but they had to give up their families. If they wanted the blessing of God, if you want the blessing of God tonight, Shira, you must be obedient. I don't care what the price may cost you and how much uh, indulging you don't indulge and how much pagan worship that you are worshiping there. Come out from among them. You got time. You know it's not right for some of the things that you've done. You know it's not right. You're just going along with it because it's a popular thing or somebody wearing a popular name and it's a popular amen church to go to, but you know they ain't living right. Come out from among them. God is giving you a chance if you really want to be blessed. For Israel, man, is to be a holy nation uh, that God desired them to be separated from the ungodly nation and their program, program uh, was necessary. God, amen, telling us today, come out from the world. If you want to be a holy people, come out from the world. People, you got you got priests and you got preachers and you got bishops, amen, and you got everything and you got some of everything, amen, wearing the names today, telling you, amen, you can do some of every evil that you want to do and it's all right in the sight of God. God will forgive you. Read your, read your Bible, God, amen. When he bring you out of darkness, he, he definitely don't want you to go back into it. Nehemiah picked it up in the 13th chapter of Nehemiah, verse 23 and verse 25. He says, amen, that in those days also, amen, I, Jew, that had married wives of Ashton, amen, an idol of God, the married, the amen, married and worshiping idleness, had in the speech of Ashdod, and could not speak in the Jewish language, but according to their language of each people. 
and I contend with them and cursed them and smote certain of them and put off their hair and made them swear by, swear by God, saying, Ye shall not give your daughters unto your daughters unto their sons, nor take their daughters unto your son for yourselves. Amen. God put them through a strange test, a difficult test. It was a punishment to them because, amen, they disobeyed God. What do you think is going wrong with the world today, amen? Why the world is in the condition it is today? Because men is disobeying God. What is holiness? Holiness is to be, amen, respected by God. Holiness is God's nature. Book of Nehemiah, amen, uh, the, the results of disobedience. God and God and the sins of incomplete separation from sin and clearly and, and, and clearly seen. The Israelites, Amen, was losing their children to heathen gods. And what are we doing today? We losing our children to heathen heathenness of the world today. In this world today, we losing our children to worldliness. All kinds of worldliness. We're losing our children because they're taking God out of our children's mind and putting trash in our children's mind, telling them they can do what they want to be. They're their own person. And they don't have to uh, serve no God if they don't want to. You can serve these idol gods. Idols are set up all over our country. Just go to the casino, casino, amen, and push, pull down one of them hells, amen, play some of them uh, God games and domino. Idols! God knew that Israel could not mix with pagan nations. And stay true to him. God knew that. God knows, amen, that you can't live a saved and sanctified life, amen, and mix with the world either. You hypocrites. You Pharisees and you Sadducees. You want, want the outside looking good like you, amen, really belong to God. But God knows who belongs to him. God knows those that are his. Israel tried, amen, it, uh, 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 each time Israel tried, they found themselves being led into idolatry. This is why God, amen, demands separation on Israel's part. Come out. Come on, separate. Separate from lying people. And people that's done things, amen. You may be in the church, amen, but you know the church ain't right either. If you know amen things is going in the church, amen, and it and it's contrary to the word of God, that church is not right. And God don't intend for you to stay in that church because your mama was in that church, your daddy was in that church, your grandpappy was in that church. God don't intend for you to stay there. He's telling you to come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. Uh, we see, amen, 
They was to worship God in a special manner and not worship idols as did the other nations. Everything about Israel believed and lifestyle was to be different from that of the people. Everything about a saint of God in our lifestyle ought to be different from other people, regardless of what they said. No matter, amen, if they say amen. Well, you know, I don't think it should go that way. It doesn't make any difference, amen. We can't change the word of God. God words and said it, and that's what he meant, and that's what it's going to say. God gave, amen, them law that, amen, taught a, a clear and distinguished between, amen, clean and unclean. God gave them a law and said, you obey this law. The holy nation that performed what, amen, was acceptable unto unacceptable to God. Leviticus, amen, 11 and 47. Amen. There are some things that is acceptable unto God, and there are some things that is unacceptable unto God. And if you ain't living no holy life unto him, amen, you are unacceptable. If I'm not living a holy life unto him, I am, amen, living an unacceptable life unto him. You got to offer. Uh, you got to offer a sacrifice, Amen. That is acceptable unto God. You can't offer God no any kind of sacrifice, Amen. Your sacrifice got to be acceptable unto God. I know what Romans twelve and one says. Just as Israel, Amen, was to be separated unto God as a holy people in the Old Testament, so New Testament Christians are to be. Dedicated to God and separated from the world with the ungodly deed. God still demands of his peoples both dedication and separation. God still demands that. Both dedicated, dedicated to God and separation from the lifestyle of the world. What are we looking at today? Where are they, man, our young people's head is at? They're looking at the lifestyle and the glamour, amen, what, amen, glamour of Hollywood and all these other famous acting plays is, is, amen, showing up. They ain't looking to the Lord. They grow up and tell you, amen, what they want to be, but it, it's not, it's not a want, I want to be a, a, a saint of God, a preacher. They want to be everything else. But it's our responsibility. God has called us, he has called us unto holiness. And he has told us to be holy. Israel was not the only somebody, amen. Israel was just an example for us. Israel, amen, uh, was not to marry foreigners around them. They was not to marry foreign people around them. I didn't care how beautiful they looked, how much they could give them. And where it could call them to come into the world. Amen. God told them not to marry. Christians are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Oh, amen. I could take time and 
and hit on a whole lot of headlines of this, Christians are not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. If you are not a believer, you are an unbeliever. And what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what concordance have Baal, Christ with Baal? None. What fellowship have light with darkness? None. For worldliness, affection, and lust, Christians are to marry in accordance with the will of God to others. Believing in the Lord. Amen. You, you, you're not to go and marry no unequally yoked person that don't believe in the Lord. You are to marry somebody that believe in the Lord just as you believe in the Lord. You don't marry, amen, hoping, amen, that you, it, it might work out, amen. Obey the word of God. Get somebody like you and you won't have that problem. The old life, amen, the old life that we live in now, it, it should be passing away with. The scripture, amen, speaks of the old life as the life of sin. That's the life of sin. We did that when we were, uh, uh, amen, we did those things when we were sinners. But now we have come into Christ Jesus. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The life, amen, that we live uh, before being born again, by the water and spirit, the old man and the current man love sin, and it does not understand the spiritual things of God. The natural man don't understand the spiritual things of God. My beloved, let me, amen, I'm going to continue, amen, up on teaching of holiness. Uh, amen. I think I'll make it serious of this, amen. And the Bible is telling you and I what we have a chance. Come out from among them. And be separated, says the Lord, and he will be our God, and we shall be his people. This is Dr. Moore tonight, amen, say, I hope you, amen, being blessed by the word of God. Pray for me. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you. God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.